Welcome to the Education Over Debt Podcast. I'm Sheena Hogan. I'm so glad you joined. This is a place where I give practical financial tips that anyone can understand and you can begin to implement now. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and turn your notifications on so that you are aware of any new content that we drop. Listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts on any platform and on Spotify, you can become a monthly subscriber for as little as 99 cents per month. Today's topic is obstacles. So last time I talked with you guys about fear and overcoming fear, and I said that along the way, when you're taking that leap of faith, you may come up into some obstacles. You may run into an obstacle and may want to give up. But I want to encourage you today, do not give up. Continue to push through that obstacle. Because really, the first thing in regards to overcoming obstacle is knowing that it is normal. Everybody has obstacles when they are trying to do something great. It is a normal part of life. So don't think that just because you have an obstacle that that means you need to stop and give up or that it's not meant for you to do it. Continue to move forward. Let's go to Webster to see what is the definition of an obstacle, just to make sure we're on the same accord. So according to Webster, an obstacle is a thing that blocks one's way or hinders progress. So if you are working towards something big or something new, then just know that you may have something that tries to block your way or hinder your progress, but you can continue to move forward because obstacles are normal. Now, to overcome an obstacle, there are a couple things I want to share with you. The first thing I want to encourage you to do is to put it into perspective, okay? Put it into perspective, considering your story, considering what you had to do to get through to do this. Is this your first time? Do you have any support from family or friends? Or is it literally just your first time you're trying to figure this thing out? So put it into perspective in the big scheme of things. Sometimes you may need to work with like a life coach or a counselor to help you better put it into perspective. Because sometimes, you know, we can have this all or nothing thinking where we think either all the good stuff or all the bad stuff. And if it doesn't happen the way we think it should happen, then we don't take account for any other small steps of progress that we learn in the journey of doing it. You know, so we can have this all or nothing thinking. Sometimes we have a tendency to like overgeneralize things or this always happens or this never happens or You know, in this situation, I've heard people say this, I've heard people say that, but the reality is, is that everybody has their own unique story and everybody has their own unique challenges. So with that being said, don't overgeneralize things as always or never, because everything is unique and can be uniquely different for you. The next thing I want to encourage you to do is try not to downplay the positives, right? There may be some positives that happen along the way, but because they didn't happen exactly the way you wanted them to happen or it result in the, the ways that you wanted it to result in in some big grand finale, you think that, oh, nothing positive really happened along the way. But reality is there could have been some positive, some of those small positive gems that happened along the way. So try not to downplay the positives. And another thing I want to encourage you to do is try to learn from your experience. Like, what did this obstacle teach me about myself? You know, was this like a character building opportunity where you could like learn to be a little bit more compassionate or more patient or more um, empathetic to others in a situation? You know, what did this obstacle really teach yourself in a situation? I know overcoming obstacles in my own life, I feel like obstacles are always there, right? I'm always overcoming an obstacle. Is my life just a big obstacle? I wonder sometimes. But one in regards to college, my junior year, they tried to take away my work study. 
And they just told me the basis where you're an upper class now. And so we're no longer offering the work study to you. And that is common in a lot of schools. As soon as you become upper class and they start taking away some of your grant money or your work study and they start giving it to the freshmen to try to incentivize them to come to the college. But what they didn't know is that I was going to be there every day knocking on their door asking about that work study. And I did that for like two weeks until finally they decided to give me back my work study. And that was my junior year. And after that one incident, I didn't have any other issues in regards to getting work study or having work study while I was in school. Another instance I had with overcoming obstacles was a little while after I graduated from undergrad um, in 2008, um, I had got laid off in the real estate market crash. So of course, everybody know about the real estate bubble of 08, the great recession. I was in there with getting laid off at the time I was an auditor and I was doing auditing for like real estate companies. And I got laid off and I just came back from Philadelphia. I was on an assignment, came back. They pulled me into the office and they told me that they no longer needed my services. I was in the second wave to get laid off and they had lost about 25% of their business. So, you know, things are really starting to stream downhill. And so from that situation, I kind of really learned about one, make sure I'm paying attention to what's going on around me. You know, they had fired a CPA earlier in that year and in a um, accounting industry, you know, you rarely fire a CPA. So that should have been like an eye opener right there. But I was like, oh, well, let me just keep going. You know, that's nothing for me to be concerned about. But sure enough, I did end up getting laid off. So first, make sure I pay attention to what's going on around me with the company, the, you know, uh, economy, things like that. Um, another thing I learned really was that unemployment wasn't that great for me. You know, a lot of times people like to talk about, oh, but you get your unemployment check. But for me, unemployment was like half my paycheck. And I think it's like that for most people, because if you ever really look at how much your um, year to end or year to date monies that they put towards the FIFA and all that stuff in your paycheck, you'll see it's not as much as you think it might be. So that's usually what they pay the unemployment from. So I learned that unemployment didn't turn out to be that great for me because it was only half of what I was making. So it didn't really cover my bills. However, I was grateful to receive something rather than not having anything during that time. And then the last thing I learned too is that I could be a better stool with my money because at that time I was used to making quick money. I could work overtime and make you know a few extra dollars but when I got laid off, of course, that was no longer. And then I realized that I need to be a better steward of my money in regards to saving and investing and also not accruing such a high credit card balance. So even to this day, I only keep um, a certain amount of money on my credit card at any given time. Even though the balance could be really high, I don't ever charge it up to be nowhere close to the balance because of my own personal experience from this, I feel like if it's at a certain amount, I can always go back in and kind of pay it off pretty quickly. Even if I don't pay it off every month, it's not nothing that's like astronomical. You know, it's not $10,000 in debt or nothing on a credit card. You know, I never get that high. So I always try to just put it into perspective that way. Um, another instance where I kind of had to overcome an obstacle was um, when I first worked in the financial services industry. Now, like I told you guys before, the financial services industry is like a doggy dog industry. Um, no one really mentored me um, in the industry. I had a few people that I looked up to from afar, but as far as someone taking me under their wing, that didn't really happen because most of the time people wanted you to bring in new money for them or kind of give them some kind of bump in their financial income. And if you couldn't do that, then they wasn't really trying to help you. You know, again, it's very tick for tat. If I do this for you, what you gonna do for me kind of thing. 
So I understood that. Um, but as a result, so like I was in one of the territories that my manager had sent me to. And some people felt like I shouldn't have been out there because that wasn't his jurisdiction. It was another manager's. And at first I was like, oh, man, you know, maybe I should, you know, fall back or let them work it. But what I realized in that moment, number one, I had been praying for God to open up some opportunities for me so that I could get more enrollments and more sales and the opportunity opened and then I started second guessing myself. Right. But I learned that really I belonged there. I learned in that situation. I belonged in that situation. The opportunity was for me. I didn't have to second guess myself. All the people who were talking all the negative about, oh, you know, that's their territory, all that kind of stuff. They wasn't working in territory like I was working it. You know, they didn't want to go out there, what have you. So that was really for me. And so in that situation, I learned what belongs to me is mine. You know, any opportunity that comes your way, if it if the door opens, walk through it. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry about what people are going to say, what they're going to talk about. Who cares? Because if it's meant for you, it's meant for you and you can have it and maximize opportunity. So that's what I learned in that situation was mine is mine. What belongs to me is for me and to have confidence in that, in my abilities to kind of service the territory or to try to do whatever it is I'm open, what the door is open up for me to do. So that's one of the things that I learned from that situation. Um, another time I had an obstacle when I first started doing scholarships, I like to serve under leadership before I like become a leader. So I served for a year. And then when I became a leader of the scholarships, I did things a little bit differently with marketing it. So we had like a lot more applications to evaluate. So it increased a lot, but I was still trying to replay like respect or honor for the person who did before, try to do things her way. But the reality is that didn't work for me. And we needed to change some things. And so because of that, I ended up being kind of stressed out that year. And so I learned from that, it was kind of similar to that David and Goliath story in the Bible. Like um, the king had given him his equipment and armor to put on so that he could kill Goliath. But all David needed was a sling and a rod. That's what he was most comfortable with to get the job done. That's what worked for him to slay Goliath. And so in that situation, I kind of learned from myself, like, yes, it's great to pay, you know, respect and honor to the people that may have came before you. Maybe you can learn something from their experiences, but don't let that... Um, be your end all or be all if that doesn't work for you. Like it's okay for you to change things up and be authentic to what works best for you. Like I'm more of a systematic person. I like for things to run in systems. I don't like to keep doing the same thing over and over again. I also like to utilize technology when I can. Right. So we again, I'm not going to be doing, you know, manual stuff all the time, every time. Like, no, we can figure out a way to make this systematic. We can figure out a way to implement technology. We can figure out a way to get more people on board. And that's kind of what I did to kind of be successful in that position to care division for. I had to do what worked best for, for me. I couldn't do what was working for her because she was no longer in that spot. I was in that spot. And how did I want to move it forward? How did I like what did I want to do? So that's what I learned in that situation is to be. Be authentically yourself and do what works best for you and own it. Don't be afraid, you know, do what works best for you and own it in every situation that you're in. So to conclude with this um, obstacles, overcoming obstacles, first, just know that it happens to everybody. So 
nothing is wrong because you have an obstacle that does not mean you need to stop. Keep going. Um, two, put it into perspective. You know, try not to go with the all or nothing. What was me? You know, this always happens. This never happens. Try not to do that. And then if you need to, you know, get a coach or a life, a life coach or a mentor or a counselor or something to kind of help you put things into perspective if you don't really have that support. Um, the last thing I would say is make sure you try to learn from the experience. You know, what does this experience teach me? Did it teach me to be, you know, more empathetic or build my character in some type of way? And then last but not least, just make sure you keep going. You know, things come up, obstacles happen, but that don't mean you need to stop. Just find ways to keep going. Figure out a new strategy or technique to get to where you're trying to go. If you found that this video has been helpful for you in overcoming your obstacles, make sure you like or share. And on any podcast platform, make sure you like and review it so that we can get more traction with our algorithm. I am Sheena Hope. Remember to live life, love life, and be well.